Hello and welcome to the Hypotheticals Podcast, Season 2. I'm Adriano. And I'm Andy. And this week's episode is brought to you by Falling Down the Stairs. Andy. Adriano, hello. Hello. It's 2020, Andy. Is it? Yeah, Gosh, I, know. I need to look at my calendar. <laughs> you better reset I'm still in, that. I'm in 2016. What's happening? It is bizarre. Time passes, and it's quite weird to look at the 1920s, the Roaring Twenties, and think we are fully a hundred years beyond that. And I was, God, I was so hyped up for you know the Roaring Twenties Mark II, and mm-hmm. it hasn't quite gone uh, the way that I don't think 2020 has gone quite the way anyone hoped or expected. But no. Looks like we're getting another Great Depression, though, so that's a, that's a good callback. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it really is. That old classic. Oh, I knew I'd be back around again. Excellent. Can't wait for the sequel. Um, but anyway, you know, one way we could maybe uh, break out of that, there are, um, luckily, there were new um, sort of realms of the economy that weren't open to us back then. And one of them, obviously, is the uh, the digital app sphere, the app space. And I want to know, what are the new apps going to be for the new decade? Okay. There's a lot of space in apps. I feel like, obviously, it's been growing for the past kind of 20 years, ever since the iPhone kind of launched. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, yeah, iPod and that. And it's kind of moved away from just games. There are like some massive dominating games. But there's also so much more weird stuff that people do with apps. So... To be honest, most of my ideas for this just involve the word app being incorporated into a word. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) People need to see that it's an app and that it's vaguely related to what you're doing. So Um, like applaud and you just press a button and then it claps for you so your your hands don't get tired in the theatre. I I haven't got that, but that's that's a great one. That's a freebie. I'd love that one. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you just watch this this motionless crowd, but you just hear tons of applause, all of exact exactly the same pitch and frequency. Well, no, because they'd be like, you know, no. If if you pay like the fifty nine p or whatever, then you get like the premium packs. So some people would have very different. Um, uh, you can get kind of dainty applauses, quite heavy. The sarcastic clap, that's extra. The slow one, yeah, exactly. You can set like your own sort of meter and timbre for like exactly how slow. Yeah, there'd be a lot to it, and it would it would be the exact opposite of um, the way I gather deaf people applaud, which is to not make any sound but just wave their arms. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, wave your hands. There we go. Exactly, it'd be the opposite. Everyone just stone faced, completely si- uh, completely motionless, but uh, just you know, incredibly loud. Mm-hmm. But one of the favourite things about my some of my favourite apps at the moment are the ones where it's kind of people working together. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's one, I forget what it's called, but where basically um, you help blind people, like you just sign on and you help oh, them yes. uh, like do various tasks, like they don't know which what colour this thing they're holding is, so that mm-hmm. they, they just ask the app and then you help them do that. Be my so, eyes, I think. Yeah, so on that vein, uh, there's one called Dapper, which I've come up with, um, where you just submit... <laughs> pictures of your planned outfits for various occasions such as mm-hmm. weddings or dates or funerals uh, and you just have random strangers rate the strength of your outfit and make constructive suggestions about it and like you can have your wardrobe up there so people can like scroll through your wardrobe and be like oh that'd be good oh this'd be good or additionally you could also have an add-on to this app which is a comedy roast function mm-hmm. where people just uh, can rip you to shreds if you so desire. Oh, I suspect that would become the default experience on the app uh, and it would take like significant yeah. effort to, to make it in any way <laughs> useful. But, I but think people would love potential. that. That's why people download it. Like 
Yeah. Apparently, it's to you know help people do these things and raise mm. their self esteem. But actually, it's it's just so that people have another uh, venue to be vicious to each other. Yeah, which is what the people crave at the end of the day. And actually, this reminds me of of two separate experiences on Reddit. Because have you been on the the roast me subreddit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because that, that's literally you know just here's a picture of me insult me. Um, and people derive enjoyment from that. I don't understand it, but you know, to each their own. Uh, but then also I keep getting adverts on Reddit and I don't know whether these are targeted ads or generic ads. So maybe everyone gets these. Maybe it's just, it's decided my demo is, uh, poorly dressed males. Um, <laughs> because it keeps advertising this service to me. I can't recall the name, but the idea is you pay like a subscription and, uh, I've, n- I don't know how it works. I've never clicked on the ads. Um, but it's like, take our, uh, you know, do you actually know what looks good on you, gents? Like, take our three-minute fashion quiz and find out, and, and it, it will tell you what to wear, is the idea. In the same way that you can pay someone to send you a box of uh, food ingredients and a recipe, it will tell you what to cook, this will instead tell you what to wear. I don't think they send you the clothes, but I could mm-hmm. be wrong. I'm not sure how it works. Yeah, it could just be a feed-in to that, that clothes service, yeah. Maybe yeah. they just get, send everyone, they say everyone, like, you'd look great in this tracksuit, and this is all we sell. <laughs> that would be such a good scheme like if all you do is just sell tracksuits and you've never made it as big as like the big name brands then this is your in this is how you get there you're like yeah we've come up with a clever ai and like the algorithm complete and it's just no absolutely not it just tells you this specific brand of tracksuit is what you need so really your app crowdsourcing that info uh, there's a lot more value to that and it brings to mind um Fedra used to play uh, a uh, an interior design game where so within the app you'd have your collection of uh, much like in the sims or whatever you'd have a collection of furniture uh, and then the app would present you with a challenge like uh, here's a room and you've got to go for the theme of like a summer breeze or something Um, and you've got to make the room look good using the items that you've got and then it gets scored by random strangers and then (laughs) right it will present strangers with like um and you do it as well there's like a you make the room phase and then there's a you score other people's rooms phase and it presents you with two and you pick which you which of the two you prefer and so Mm -hmm. it presents you with you know dozens and everyone else with dozens and takes all that data in aggregate and decides where they all rank and that gives you your score so it could Um, be quite clever yeah i've got another idea for an app which could be equally um positive and or negative mm-hmm. and it's called it's well it's spelt oap but the a is capital nice. uh so it's a social app for those in late retirement mm-hmm. um and on the app you can fill in sudokus you can record your pottering progress uh share <laughs> pottering <laughs> progress <laughs> level three can, yeah you can share updates about your boundary disputes um mm-hmm. you can accidentally call members of your family for no reason from inside your pocket uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just a default setting it will just yeah. do that for you just random just people random times contacts. of the day yeah yeah that's and really it, it can also um automate your extensive birthday card slash wedding slash graduation slash thinking of you cards oh, your, your sending process which presumably takes um you know elderly people a long time because there are so many cards that they send mm-hmm. it just automates all of that it you know once a year it just sends a stack of 500 cards uh directly to the the post office and then you're done yeah that sounds wonderful actually think of the convenience and it could you know you could put bingo in there mm-hmm. so much easier you got all your knitting patterns and everything in one place you're not going to lose track of anything but it would be like ultra facebook like all the sort of vitriol of Facebook and the, you know, the bad news 
um, and, <laughs> and all the fighting over meaningless stuff. Yes, but for a generation who's never learned to become inoculated to internet yeah. trolls, they all take it extremely personally. Oh yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah, old people Facebook is already a genre of uh, meme and internet comedy, so literally creating old people Facebook, whew, that would be a spicy meatball. <laughs> Well, look, I didn't come up with any um, new social networking services. I feel like that that market's pretty saturated. Although I was thinking we've got um, all these different sort of media sharing services and they kind of trickle in and out of fashion, although the big dogs stay up top. But they some of them are focused around the type of media that they share. We've got TikTok for video that's replaced Vine. Instagram obviously is very image focused, um, although it's sneaking into live streaming as is Facebook. But you get ones that are kind of every so often a corporate entity will set themselves up to try and make themselves like the app for sharing short form uh, written fiction or you know short form news bites. This is this is how everyone's going to consume the news now, and it just it does not make a splash. Uh, Mm -hmm. because nobody really cares, and if the kids aren't on there, it's just not going to happen. And then every so often, something like TikTok will just absolutely go viral and make it. But there's got to be some things that we haven't yet explored. For example, what senses are we not catering to? (laughs) You know? So I'm thinking uh, smell sharing. You need, like, an odour dispenser on your device. Right, so, yeah, so you're thinking you have to actually adapt phones to incorporate this technology. Yeah, but that's what we're doing already, right? I mean, selfie cams, it didn't used to be a thing. I remember owning a very early, not quite smartphone. Um, like, in the, you know, the era before, but like you'd have your, your Motorola flip phone or whatever. You, you had dumb phones. Yeah, and then, then mediocre phones. Yeah, one of those mediocre ones, exactly. Like real mediocre. It was unnecessarily <laughs> large. Had this big keyboard, but it wasn't even like a QWERTY keyboard. And then the, the thing that attracted me to it was it had a camera that you could swivel. So phones in that day only had the one camera. They hadn't started putting selfie cams in, but this one you could rotate to face the front. It was like the precursor to the selfie cam that we didn't know we needed. And everyone who saw it was like, what the hell? That's super weird. Why would you ever want the camera to point forwards? You're going to take pictures of yourself. (laughs) Ha ha, that's dumb. (laughs) And then selfies became the thing. And now everything needs a camera on the front of it. So yeah, we've already adapted the hardware to match the stupid memes that we want to share with friends and family. I say once, uh, you know, sharing sense becomes the new thing, then uh, the companies have something new to vie with each other over. Because I mean, they're all just making identical black rectangles at this stage. Let's, you know, amp it up. And presumably the phone not only would need to have something to share that scent, so it needs to be able to create a scent, but it also mm. needs to be able to record scent. Yeah. So you've basically got to have like a spectrometer in there, mm-hmm. which like analyzes all the chemicals in the air and then reproduces them. It'd be really interesting, yeah, because you'd have to figure out in the same way that you can, you take an image with a camera or, you know, an image containing however many colors, and then you're able to convey that info to a printer that has only got three or four uh, colors of ink in there. And mm-hmm. then that's able to reproduce that image on paper for you, or you know, a monitor or a screen or whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh my, oh my, hydrogen's running low. My oxygen. Oh, I need to refill my, my carbon cartridge. Yeah, like how few chemicals would it be possible? <laughs> would they be insane <laughs> cartridges? Would your phone need to be strapped to like a barrel? Um, or would is it actually surprisingly easy to to fool the human nose? I have no idea. I mean, I'm not saying we'd be able to to fool dogs. This would be one of those scenarios where like. You know you show uh, an iPad game to your cat 
and it's a game where you have to like squash the bugs or whatever and the cat's mm-hmm. super excited and it's like we derive joy from that like oh my god the cat's into it because we don't expect them to get it you present a cat with um you know with with the the sort of virtual realm that this is a window into and you don't expect them to understand intuitively the space being represented but when they see something appear to move the way a small rodent would then they get it right immediately (laughs) the problem with this is if it if it was let's say an entirely accurate recreation of a smell presumably it's recreating in some sense the atmosphere of your location and we are we are living um at the moment in the middle of a pandemic as you know mm-hmm. uh so if if there is some quality about coronavirus which has a smell associated with it on a, a you know a level undetectable to the human nose would this machine detect that smell that'd be so valuable Recre- i heard they were no. trying to get dogs to try and oh i see what you're no, but it would say. recreate it and it would send it so literally everyone's joking haha can't you know infect you over the the internet i was like what if you could <laughs> Okay, but in this, you're going back to the um, medieval belief that disease was caused by bad smells, which is why plague doctors <laughs> stuffed their beak masks with uh, aromatic herbs. Well, no, but on, on some level, if it's recreating the atmosphere in a certain location... It would be recreating... Presumably, like a... <laughs> it couldn't distinguish what smells and what doesn't, so it would recreate everything. You're saying that in the act of recreating like a snapshot of airborne particulates, it would also meticulously recreate viruses. Yes. Like at the molecular level. There'd be no other way. (laughs) I don't see why not. And then, you know, then you've got a pandemic spread via the phone, which is terrifying. That is terrifying. But my God, what a triumph of uh, that (laughs) technology. That'd be incredible. Okay, well, listen, let's crank it down. Maybe that's too high tech. Uh, It becomes dangerous at that stage. Um, how about this? Because I can also think of all kinds of other ways, like, uh, it would, it would suddenly either become, uh, an incredible police state, like government surveillance through people's devices would now reach unprecedented heights, or... <laughs> you, we can tell you haven't had a shower this morning, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of other stuff they could get you for, though. I don't know. I, or maybe it becomes really easy to perpetrate crimes now, because suddenly all our forensic evidence is worthless. Because this technology makes it super easy to just like, oh yeah, you know, we found this blood, but then we also found exactly the same blood, uh, you know, everywhere because this guy's just uh, hacked into like people's phones within a certain radius, and they've all what and it's sprayed the same. blood. Well, it wouldn't need to just <laughs> tiny amounts of whatever. I don't know if these devices are able to recreate viruses. Who knows what they'd be able to do? That's all I'm saying. It's scary. I'm going to close Pandora's box up again, and instead, what about this? We create a new sensation. It's going to be bigger than TikTok. And what it is, instead of sharing brief videos, you share... Because uh, what, can, what can phones already do, right? Let's leverage that existing technology instead of adding costs. Uh, they can already vibrate, right? They've got a little thing in there, make some buzz. Uh, so you can share customized, curated vibration patterns with your friends. <laughs> this could get very inappropriate <laughs> quite quickly. <laughs> do you think so? I don't know. I think they've got specialized apps for that other stuff. I mean... <laughs> I'm just saying, once you, well, like, oh, ha, ha, in, like, a 13-year-old sense, like, once you get over the word vibration, <laughs> I can't imagine that it's that inappropriate. Well, just be what people would, you, rhythms, fat what beats. would the point be? Well, what's the point of TikTok? What's the point well, of any of it, Andy? <laughs> human connection, okay? We're trying to create moments. Life is just a series of moments. What's yours? But there's no human connection in a vibration. Well... There's arguably no human connection in a care emoji on Facebook, but, you know, that's still a big deal. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go back to the... 
<laughs> Sorry, just just brushing past that completely. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> I will look elsewhere for investors. <laughs> I, I'd like to go back, though, to the idea of, of attaching something to a phone mm. um, that's not already there. Um, and to do this, I am inventing Snapchat. So you've okay. heard of Snapchat. I but have. Uh, this one, you can only access it if your blood alcohol level is above 0.3%. Uh, via a breathalyzer in your phone. Um, oh, that's very good. So you have to be extremely drunk, almost dangerously drunk, mm-hmm. to access this. But so it means that all of the videos that are recorded on it are horrendously embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, you might say some offensive stuff to your friends, uh, but it's okay because all the people receiving the videos are also pissed. Completely shied. <laughs> and so they probably won't remember anyway, and neither will you. That's very good. I, I can see that as sort of the second wave because the first person who attaches a breathalyzer to a phone will be trying to do something noble and altruistic. Mm-hmm. They'll be trying to make it so that there are no more drunk drivers. You know, they'll want an app that talks to your car so it'll only let you start the ignition if you're, you know. And then the next person will be like, nah, we're going to flip that. We're going to make apps <laughs> that only work if your blood alcohol is above the dangerous level. Yeah. That's, That's absolutely perfect. how it would go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, speaking of horrifying things, um, there's lots of things that could stand to be like reversed. For example, you know the way you can um, pay to sponsor like a tiger cub or whatever. You pay mm-hmm. like a you know five pounds a month, and then uh, you'll join the you know the subscribers club for the zoo or the conservation program, and they will. You know, if you pay enough, they'll let you name the, you know, the animal and then they'll send you updates about how it's doing and you get little sort of care packages every month and photo books and so on. (laughs) You said you're going to reverse this. Is the tiger going to sponsor you? (laughs) Not quite. Uh, (laughs) Traditionally, you sponsor something where there aren't enough resources. You know, it's like we need to crowdsource this because our program is underfunded. But Kylie Jenner um, has revealed that there is a whole new angle you can take. I say an app where instead you crowdsource sponsorship for billionaires. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So you (laughs) can donate Mm. your £10 a month or whatever uh, to go on this obscenely rich person's money pile. And in exchange, uh, you get, you know, the warm, comforting knowledge of being, you know, at least partly responsible for their continued existence. And so you're so you're saying that the uh, the US tax system should be put on an app? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> At the cost of getting a little political, uh, I guess yes. Why not? Because the thing is, then it becomes voluntary, right? What what we learned was that people are perfectly happy tossing their money away to make someone who's already very rich even richer. But people don't like the idea of taxes as a rule. So mm-hmm. I mean, give the people what they want. So forgive me if I missed this, but what did Kylie Jenner do? Uh, I believe that she wanted to become the youngest billionaire in history, being yep. only a multimillionaire. And that's not mm-hmm. cool, obviously. What's cool is a billion dollars. <laughs> uh, and so she put the call out to her social media following. And uh, it's, I, I can't remember if it was done through Kickstarter or what, but like some similar crowdfunding uh, sort of pledge system... And people donated money to push her above the uh, billion dollars in net worth. That is classy. That is, uh... Isn't it? Classy? Classist? I don't know. Yeah. There's definitely <laughs> class in there, though. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So, you know, let's just, you know, go bigger. Like, we, the, the, the proof of concept is already out there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of classy, though, uh, I want to introduce you to my new app, Slap. Um, 
Please tell me you haven't just reinvented happy slapping. Well. Uh, <laughs> Funny you should say that. Well, every day, it's, uh, it's sort of a consensual uh, happy slapping. Every day, a certain number oh, of people are on the app, so you have to have downloaded the app, mm-hmm. are allocated as slappers. Uh, in, <laughs> in quotation marks. So these people will receive <laughs> a phone alert when they pass someone else who has the app in the street and it will tell them if they are a slapper or a slappy. Um, so it's the <laughs> if slapper's this person job. Is DTBS, <laughs> town to be slapped. Yeah, so it's the slapper's job to slap as many app users as possible in a day and it's mm-hmm. everyone else's job to evade them um, this might require some sort of subdermal implant in your cheeks to record right. the, uh, the impact. Um, but essentially, it's just a giant game of it if that involves slapping people. That's very good. Well, listen, if we ever end up with less fragile phones, then it can be quite simple. You just need to <laughs> slap them with faces. your phone. <laughs> we might need that after we start hitting people with phones routinely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah right? Because it's already got the accelerometers and things in there. Like, it can detect that swimming, swinging movement. And uh, sure, you could cheat it maybe by smacking against other stuff, but that's not in the spirit of the game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you just have to get to, you know, to the top of the leaderboard. There could be people who become famous because they are, uh, they become famous on Slap. Um, I don't yeah. know, maybe they've got very large hands. Uh, <laughs> just know. that real sort of rotary motion. They've got the right muscles to really get that swing, long arms. <laughs> that's perfect. No, that's like very their, good. Their, fan, their fans turn up and, like, line the streets. And they, you know, when they run down and, like, high-five people high in a row. Yeah. But it's, it's just, just in, in the face. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Very good. Well, listen, in a similar vein, how about, um, you know, the way there's all these internet challenges, we talked about it in the past, you eat your Tide Pods, etc. What about an automatic challenge generator? You can even tell people that it's this incredible new sort of algorithmic social network, uh, app users will like submit challenge ideas it will look at like trends and you know past challenges that became popular and demographics and keep up with the news but absolutely not it's just smushing words together um, (laughs) like the worst kind of chat bot because i think that's all that's required these challenges they're not deep or whatever you just it could just generate random sentences and uh every week another crazy challenge for uh for the kids to you know that's good yeah this week it's throw a tree into a canal. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> this week it's tree a grandmother into a canal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That could, um, might open you up to some lawsuits, I imagine. Well, the thing is, you just put it in the novelty uh, category on the app store, and then I'm, I think you're absolved. Really? You're not like, telling any... anyone to do it. <laughs> Any incitement to violence, just nope. It's it's a novelty, you know. Yeah, and it's all coincidental. Is the thing because you don't put anything in the app that actually instructs people to do anything. But they you do just... get points for it. I mean, yeah, but it's all just imply <laughs> is the thing because it's You've got won enough cultural impetus. <laughs> yeah, but people already know about these challenges, so you know, you just sort of suggest that you're continuing that existing trend. Mm-hmm. I don't think they could get you for it. I think there's lots of ways you can ride existing trends to just stress people out even further. For example, um, you know the way phones, they can measure your pulse. They can hook up with your, you know, your wearable devices, your Fitbits and your other uh, health bands. And they'll tell you how well you slept. There are people who will 
and I've been guilty of this, um, you sleep, and then the first thing you do upon waking up is you check your device to see how well you slept. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of messed up, in a way, you might argue. Or, have we not gone far enough? So, your pulse is one thing, your movement while you sleep is another thing, duration of sleep time, steps you're taking, that's all cool. But what else? I mean, why haven't we already put thermometers in these things to measure, like, your core body temperature fluctuations over the course of a day. That's something you can stress about. But is that something you can control? No. But that's even better. <laughs> you can't directly control it. So you're just watching these numbers sort of waver up and down because these apps will present you with such unnecessarily detailed graphs about your sleep quality. And, you know, just so that you can see an interesting line, like, oh, at 3.30 a.m., I was in the deep sleep zone, you know? And it just, <laughs> that isn't useful information, but it's got to make a snazzy-looking graph. And that's what you'd get. You'd get a graph of your temperature, just an extra thing to make you feel like you're finally in control of your life, which is all they're selling you. That's good. And I'm also just off the back of that, I'm thinking of, have you heard of piezoelectronics? I have not. So these are basically, um, they're looking to incorporate these into clothing and things like that. So when you move, you generate electricity. Yes. But that could, um, you know, develop a whole new range of possibilities. Mm. So people aren't, you know, obsessed about numbers in exercise enough already. So we need an app where it, it counts how much electricity you're generating. Yes. Um, so you can compete with other people. Uh, you can try and build up enough. Maybe there's a little device in it which gives people an electric shock when you shake their hand and you've got to charge <laughs> that thing up. I don't know. But um, I think that's, a, that's another thing people could obsess about. Easily. And actually, I can see great potential in that. For example, something that's always bothered me about... Um, I've never super gotten into RPG-type games because it's always... I don't know. This is just me personally what I enjoy. I can enjoy uh, like a, a strategy game because you have to come up with a strategy. I can enjoy a shooter because it's up to your reflexes and ability to navigate in 3D space and so on and predict people's movement. In RPGs, it tends to be a measure of how much time have you invested, <laughs> you know? Like, you've smacked enough giant rats that now your smacking is level 87, but mm -hmm. you're fighting a guy whose smacking is only level 65, so you win, you know? Yeah. There's a bit more finesse than that, but the numbers always tend to be based on time invested over any kind of direct correlation with skill, and that's always bothered me a little bit because your character is getting better but you're not as a player but now we can finally bridge that gap put every gamer in these electricity generating clothes and now the strength with which your paladin warrior swings his maul directly correlates with how fit you are in real life right so you're finally incentivized you're not just clicking to smack those giant rats you've got to be doing press-ups and stuff <laughs> so that now when you like punch the air you are dealing damage to these virtual foes the mountain from uh, Game of Thrones suddenly becomes, you know, the world's best gamer. <laughs> it's just yeah, which charging through hordes of zombies. I celebrate uh, people who manage to make careers out of just being, like, huge. Mm -hmm. Because it's such a weird... It's like... Uh, I, people do all kinds of things with their bodies, and that's fine. It's their bodies. But um, it's it's difficult to make a career out of, for example, being covered in tattoos... Or yeah. having a really long beard, or you know, there's all kinds of things you can do. And circus uh, sideshow freak used to be sort of the go-to career for that kind of person. These days, that's petered out. So there's types of modelling, I guess. But bodybuilders have managed to find a way out of bodybuilding because they already have their own competitions and stuff where you can legit win money. 
and you can be a personal trainer and that kind of, you know, relates also. But now also you can be a Hollywood star purely off the basis of being large and if you really make it, you can be a politician, apparently. I and mean, that's what Arnie managed. <laughs> yeah. So let's give them more avenues, you know? Now they can be, uh, you know, champion gamers as well. I'd like that. I'd, I'd, I'd like watch, that. Yeah, I've watched his live streams on Twitch. <laughs> Terry Crews is a funny guy. I like him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I want to see him in World of Warcraft as well. Why not? <laughs> Going back to, uh, we talked about sleep a little while ago. Mm. Um, and I've had an idea, again, on the app name theme called Nap. Um, nice. Again, with with a capital A in the middle. Uh, so it's an app where you can live stream yourself sleeping. <laughs> so Truman show style. It has a live web chat, which is utterly useless. Right, because you're not reading it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think maybe it would have to shut off if you woke up. Like maybe it's measuring your... It uses one of those sleep measuring apps. And if you, right. you, know, you come too far out, you're just like shuts down the stream. The stream ends. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So it's like it's for the person who's streaming all the time when they're awake. And they don't want to miss out on generating that content when they're asleep. So it just switches over to a different yeah. service. Or, or it's for, you know, people who, are, who aren't famous at all. And mysteriously to them, they become famous on this platform, which they've never really seen themselves on or I consciously like done anything with. But people recognize them and are like, you're a really good sleeper. I like but, the way you roll over. <laughs> hey, what was up with you screaming last night? And you're like, uh... <laughs> Do you have a nightmare or something? I got really concerned. I almost called the police. Like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, people who who seem like a little bit um, like they need taken care of, <laughs> like mm-hmm. people would really like latch on and they're like, oh, they're so sweet uh, as they curl up yeah. in bed. You'd have people with really like cute sleep faces would become you sort of uh, they get a lot of followers or people who because ASMR suddenly became a thing. Now there's all these YouTubers who that's their thing. They generate this content with these rhythmic, repetitive noises. Maybe there's people who just it's really soothing to just you know, put your your tablet next to you in the bed and just watch this yeah. person sleeping as you nod off. Yeah, there's a load of, um, like, loads of people now listen to the radio or watch telly while they fall asleep just to help mm-hmm. them, like, get to sleep because they have insomnia or whatever. But it might be quite soothing to have someone else asleep, you know, on screen, and you're just listening to them breathe so that you breathe and you go to sleep. I combine that with my uh, sharing vibrations idea, you know, as they <laughs> snore, the tablet vibrates slightly. You can sell uh-huh. a special custom sort of cushion to put it inside, like a Teletubby, so you can hug this thing. Yeah, there's yeah. so much synchrony here. There really is. Synergy. We can make this mm. happen. Yeah. Uh, although another idea I had for this app was that it could just be an app where you hire professional cuddlers through it. Uh, <laughs> so they come and they come and hold you while you're asleep and everyone gets a star rating. It's a bit like Uber but for cuddles, mm-hmm. um, and they list their specialty cuddles <laughs> on the app. I like that. Like, big spoon, little spoon preference. Yeah, and then they, they rate you as well, so that if you're weird about it, you know, you get downvoted. Um, yeah, obviously, you want to filter those weirdos out. Yeah. Okay, there's real value to that. And actually, thinking about it, I mean, you're going to have trouble launching that right now, obviously, mm-hmm. but here's what you do. You get an app, and it, it has a partner device. So what you buy is, like, a teddy bear, or some equivalent sort of, like, you know Furbies back in the day? Mm-hmm. So you'd have this sort of, like, kind of fluffy, kind of animatronic. Kind of um, terrifying. Oh, 100% terrifying. <laughs> Did I ever mention my sister had a Furby? And um, <laughs> I think she may have had a couple of Furbies. I can't recall. I do. I remember that more than once this issue reared its incredibly uh, disturbing head. It may have been the same Furby that just periodically she would, like, rediscover and pull out of the, the toy chest or whatever, but... Anyway, it would break and um, like they're scary enough when they're doing what they're supposed to do, but it would break and just activate all of the motors simultaneously. 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so the eyes would just be like opening, shutting, opening, shutting, and rotating as they go. Oh. And the mouth would be opening and shutting and opening and shutting. And it would be making this <laughs> like grinding noise. It was not good. It was like a, like the exorcist kind of a... Yeah, like a seizure moment. Um, yeah, you buried it, it, buried it at the end of the garden, still vibrating. You go and listen it occasionally. We <laughs> didn't know. Well, actually, what we had to do was we had to kill it by taking the batteries out, oh. which I think used to distress my sister. I don't know. I think she was against it. Because you, you're supposed to form an attachment to this thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to, to mimic life in, a, in Tamagotchi fashion. Um, so anyway, we can do better, basically. We, we tried these sort of AI-controlled, AI-loosely termed, because they were very basic, but it, it was way too uncanny valley. So instead, let's make the intelligence on the other side human, like a real living thing. When, when you're not close enough to feel their beating heart, um, here's where technology steps in. So you've got a cuddly teddy bear, and then you've got the app that connects to it. And your loved ones buy their own cuddly teddy bear and their subscription to the app, and now, when when you cuddle the bear, the cuddle is transmitted. the 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 bear will cuddle them. Okay. Yeah. This. Yeah. I mean, again, my mind is traveling to other devices, which I know have already been hooked up to apps like these, which people have used. Potentially less, less child friendly devices. Less, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Listen, people are going to do things with these teddy bears. That's just <laughs> we'll take that as red, okay? But you don't put that in the marketing plan. <laughs> this is a cuddle bear, and it is there to comfort you in periods of social isolation, or you know, when daddy yep. needs to be away for work, or you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, not sure I'm comfortable with this teddy. <laughs> I think that should be buried at the bottom of the garden as well, to be honest. Fair enough. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's <laughs> let's flip it a little bit. Let's go a different way. How about you want to? You, you you've got a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I realize you don't, but like just just imagine. Yeah, I'm imagining it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, perfect. Go with me on this mind journey. Imagine you have a small child, and you want to get them a pet because it's a great formative experience. Uh, you know, build character. They're, they're going to learn the responsibility of looking after a creature. They're going to have a friend they can bond with. It's going to be great. They're going to have a pet. But you do not trust your kid. Just, you know, you have to look facts in the face and you just, you don't think that they're quite ready. You, they're going to need a lot of supervision. And you're a busy guy. Uh, we have all these services to make your life easier. Um, let's introduce another one. So to, to fill that gap when you want your kid to have a pet, but you're not quite sure they can be trusted not to sort of murder it. Cause I, I have to hold my hand up in shame and say, I've killed a lot of caterpillars. I thought you were going to say cats. I was like, bloody hell. <laughs> I, I've killed and eaten a lot of cats. Um, I haven't, but caterpillars, uh, oh. I, I know. And I'm very sad about this. N- none recently, but back in the day, uh, I think every year it became caterpillar season, and I and I think I can't you remember if I dragged my sister into this and, or uh, no. <laughs> we were trying to look after them. My sister and I wanted caterpillars as pets. We wanted to keep them until they got into their chrysalises and became butterflies. That was <laughs> they the kept, they kept dream. mysteriously disappearing, and I don't know where they went. <laughs> These weird butterflies appeared. <laughs> I wish, I wish, but we never got to that stage because they always died because we, I, I think basically we were very ignorant about it and we weren't policed particularly hard by our parents. Um, so they'd be like, oh, I've got the caterpillars in a jar again. Okay, kids, have fun. But not check that we'd like put air holes in the jar or that we were feeding them the right things. So we'd be very excited about the caterpillars for a few days and then, you know, out of neglect or ignorance or whatever, the poor old caterpillars would kick the bucket. And mm-hmm. that's very sad. And never again, say I. So basically, you buy, uh, you get the app, 
and you buy the hamster or whatever, and then you also get the special techno cage. Okay? Okay. And so now, and you tell the app, like, what the pet is and what it's required, you know, and it'll have a bunch of plans and it knows, like, what pets need and it's got all the expert research and so on. And it just and blares, then, blares techno at them. <laughs> that's <laughs> what hamsters crave. <laughs> What happens is um, you let the kid run riot. You, you know, you, you tell it what it's supposed to be doing. It, the child. You tell your kid. <laughs> you let your kid know. You tell uh, little you know, Johnny. You tell your little Johnny what he needs to feed this hamster and all the rest of it, clean up after it, blah, blah, blah. But you don't fully expect he's going to, you know, follow the letter of the law. But when he doesn't, the cage intervenes. So, you know, he is busy, uh, you know, playing Fortnite. He forgets to feed the thing for 12 hours. The cage will dispense some food. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, he leaves it in a in a in a hot place, and the the the, the tank like activates um like shaded uh, like tinted uh, m- windows or whatever to like shade some of the sun. You know, yeah, fills that, that gap. That's Keeps a good the idea. Safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then maybe it will have a little reprimand for Johnny when he comes to check and is like, <laughs> oh no, I haven't you know given it water in two days. Be like slap on the wrist. You lose some points, or administers a small electric shock, or whatever Johnny <laughs> needs to learn. Yeah. So everybody wins. And you don't have to be there looking over his shoulder the whole time. You know, maybe a helicopter parent. Instead, buy the special box, I'll do it for you. And it's even got machine learning as to what Johnny needs to remind him. It's like, well, clearly oh, yeah. the little slap on the wrist wasn't enough. I'll better ramp up the electric shock. <laughs> <laughs> That's who it's really for. Johnny's inside a much larger version of this, actually. <laughs> this is a two-level experiment. I like the idea that, much like uh, we talked about the AI, which is ultra-protective of humanity, that this mm-hmm. little techno-cage becomes ultra-protective of its inhabitants. Um, oh, yeah. And it's like anyone who's like... Maybe, you know, in a sad scenario, the hamster gets a disease and it's like, oh, the vet's like, oh, maybe we should put it down. The mm-hmm. cage rebels and like... Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> ...brings out weapons. Yeah, <laughs> like... the cage fights back. It, it raises up <laughs> yeah. on treads, like, <laughs> becomes like a tank, starts driving around. Busts you know, a hole through the surgery. wall. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. That's off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, maybe. But yeah. uh, it'll be cool for a while. Yeah, until it, until it goes deranged at the loss of its hamster. Yeah, I mean... Maybe you'd need a special, <laughs> then you need an app to like help give the cage what it needs. To, <laughs> cage, like, but the, you put the cage in a cage. <laughs> yeah, the machine psychology of it starts to become very complex. But, you know, that's, that's, that's why you have the second generation, um, obviously. As so often happens, the first generation of products is, uh, is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when the sequels come out, you charge a little bit more, obviously, but they solve some of those problems. <laughs> well, on an animal theme, um, my next idea is for an app called flap um which I, I actually quite like like the idea of this one it's it's not overtly ridiculous unlike most of mine um so with this app you would take pictures of birds and other wildlife that you see you know in real life as you're mm-hmm. walking about um and then it uses those pictures to create digital avatars of the animals that you see so it's a bit, it's a bit like pokemon go almost but with actual animals um and it fills your own sort of vr uh menagerie um and so even as the real world is gradually degraded by climate change and habitat loss, um, but you can keep looking at pretty birds and pretend it's all fine for a moment. Um, and I've said it could, cool. it could be called Nero because of this, because you're, you're sort of fiddling while, while, the world, burns. while the world burns. Yeah. Yep. Very but it, it will think how awesome it would be to sort of like collect wildlife that you've seen and then it can all like interact with each other and like, you know, in this beautiful VR setting. That's pretty amazing, actually. Bird watching for the new millennium. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's very cool. And because uh, you get people who are, you know, they're super into their botany. They get excited when they see a special flower. You get people who like their birds or their, their fish or whatever. It caters to anyone, you know. Yeah. You go out, you capture that. It will create your 3D render. It will give you like a Pokedex entry. And uh, yeah, pop it in your little VR world for you to, to live in. And then, you know, once it's all ruined, then we can just <laughs> transition into that matrix. Yeah. It's a way of crowdsourcing like a snapshot of our, of our world as well. Mm-hmm. Before it's, kind it of, it's also kind of like Animal Crossing where you sort of go out with your net and you catch all these insects and fish and stuff uh, and just put them all in a museum. Um, just one of each, so they can't breed, which is a bit weird. Not a very sustainable museum. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like that, but just for the entire world. I think that's perfect. That's very good. Actually, yeah, I feel like Pokemon Go was a good start. Getting people out, taking walks. Uh, obviously, the wave crested on that, and uh, it's really died away. But... And lo- lots of people died in car crashes. Uh... <laughs> so I gather, yes. But, you know, point is, there's still more meat on that bone. Has anyone has anyone scanned you to determine what Pokemon you are? Uh, no, I, d- I don't think they have. <laughs> they. This has happened to me um, at a co-worker's birthday or something. Someone was, was using this app and I forget whether it was just a plug-in for like Facebook filters or whether it was its own app or what. But the dealio is um, you just, you point the camera at someone and it's got facial recognition. So it recognizes the face and then it sort of uh, starts spinning a little carousel, almost like a slot machine wheel of Pokemon above their head. Um, and then it settles on one, ding, 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 and this is the Pokemon that, you, that this is your Pokemon, kind of like your uh, spirit animal or whatever. So, you mm-hmm. know, you got Psyduck, haha, or whatever. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's daft in the vein of internet quizzes, you know, like which Spice Girls shoe are you or whatever, but... <laughs> Uh, I respect the technology involved. Like, have they, they've sort of, they've run uh, facial recognition on Pokemon and then sort of determined some characteristics that map across to certain features in humans. And so, like, that's interesting. I'd be, I'd be curious about, like, how that works. And then they scan me again. I got a different Pokemon and it turns out it's just 100% random. Just random. Yeah. And that's I was what super I, that's, disappointed. That was what my guess was. Yeah. <laughs> well just done that. you. You saw straight through the scam. But I was like, come on. Because... These filters and the facial recognition and the deep fake, it's getting very sophisticated. You could absolutely rig something up so that it actually, you'd filter out all the dumb Pokemon that nobody wants to be. And then of the remaining cool ones, you would just determine, you know, like if your eyes are above a certain size, you're more likely to get Jigglypuff or Vulpix or what, you know, it would be mm-hmm. some work, but then people would get way more hyped about it. The fact that it was entirely random, I took to be a tremendous betrayal. So <laughs> I want that, but it actually does something. I want it to, I want different categories of like, what blank are you? And then the AI will let you know incontrovertibly. Mm-hmm. Heck, we could automate um, the, the roast me concept. You wouldn't even need people to do it. Oh, you just get bots to do it for you. Yeah, it just scans you and then it lets you know all your failings immediately. Oh, guys, like, your nose is 20.2%, you know, smaller than average. Your yeah. eyes are 9% uh, too high on your face. Like <laughs> It's got all the metrics. It knows your symmetries and asymmetries. Oh, no. It would only learn more. Yeah. That would, it would be, be the horrible. most meaningful roast. It would be awful, yes. But for those, in the same vein as there are people out there who want to eat, like, the hottest peppers and end up in hospital, mm-hmm. people want the hottest roasts. Yeah, that, you know that we can deliver, and I, I think we need to get technology in. You could also use it to. Um, it could almost every day. It would crown the current world's most average face. Yes, like of all the faces, it just amalgamates all that data, and you're the midpoint. 
you know, <laughs> like you'd have one for like men and women, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and then you're just like, yep, you're the average, average woman, average man. Well, I think you'd have to go further because, I mean, A, there's not just two genders these days. And B, you've got to take into account ages, ethnicities. Like you could really break it down. I don't think down. you do. I don't think you do. <laughs> I think you just, you could, you could not even do it by gender, just, just everything. Just one, just the most average face. Yeah, I, I think you should be able to set your own filters. So there's the most average human face, mm-hmm. the most average human face from people currently alive, and then over all time that we have data for, because you'd feed it a load of old photos as well. You'd have the most average man, the most average woman, the most average non-binary, the most average, uh, you know, person under 18, under 15, and you most could do average it. Yeah. infant. You could finally prove to people that their baby photos on Facebook are not special. That is just a generic <laughs> baby. And we ran it through this thing and it told us, I'm sorry. If anything, your baby is uglier than usual. <laughs> yeah, you run it through and the, it's like, I'm sorry, your baby is uh, unequivocally 50% more ugly than, <laughs> than, than average. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, they'll finally stop pestering you with those pictures because they, they won't want to hear it. Well, sometimes it runs it through and it's like, sorry, this this isn't a baby. This is this is a dinosaur. <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> yeah, far off. It <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, nice try. You tried to get us with a picture of your, <laughs> of your car. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, listen, there's a whole category of apps we haven't talked about. Um, we've sort of touched on them briefly. And that is um, the sort of gamify your life aspect ones. Mm-hmm. So I think there's there's lots of directions you could go. And one is uh, become really clever with it and try and make better people. And another one is just try and make money with what we've already got. So, for example, you've already got... Uh, have you seen... Oh, gosh. You know We Fit. Mm-hmm. And now I assume it's on the Switch. Um, but it came out with that board thing. And... So it was kind of a nifty piece of hardware because you stand on it and it's a scale and it can tell you how much you weigh. And then you can do balancing yoga poses on it and it will like measure your balance to the degree that that is in any way helpful because you can tell whether you're falling over or not, (laughs) you know? And then you can do press-ups, except now you put your hands or feet on the thing for some reason. And you know what I mean? Like it has an actual useful function. It's a scale. Yeah. And you can use it as a controller in your like skateboarding game or whatever. And then they have to kind of crowbar all this other functionality into it where it sort of helps, but like not really. Like, here's your workout. Do a bunch of squats and, uh, you know, press ups. and But do them on the device so that we feel included. And don't do any pull ups because we can't measure those. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's not great, but it's yeah. what we've got. No so start ups for vein, you. Yeah. No, it will break the device. So yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> We've invented um, just the, the power T pose. You just do that over and over, keep the feet nice and still, <laughs> do that on the device. So what we have is phones and they're full of accelerometers and they can you know detect movement and all the rest of it. And so some, I'm pretty sure there are apps out there that are like, do press ups, but put your phone on your back because then your phone can count your press-ups. And I'm like, that is such a good value add, because that's the (laughs) difficult aspect of doing press-ups, right? That's why I don't do them every day. It's because I'm having to count them. Oof, if only someone could take that weight off my shoulders and add a small amount of weight, because that's where I'm putting my phone. (laughs) So what you actually do is you sell people a special sort of clip-on harness thing, and they attach their phone to just whatever they're actually exercising with. No limits. So you're skipping rope, you stick your phone on that rope. As it swings round, it'll know how many skips you've done, you know? If you're lifting weights, attach your phone to that barbell. It'll go up and down and it'll know how many reps you did. And and you're probably going to have terrible form because you're going to be trying to watch that phone screen 
as you do your overhead press and you're going to be craning your <laughs> neck. But that doesn't matter. The point is we're going to get a nice graph to show you at the end of the month. Yeah, if you want to, you're practicing your javelin throws, just take your phone to your javelin, throw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll tell count, you the distance. Count how many javelins you've thrown. How <laughs> <laughs> many javelins? You have one. to go retrieve it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's been one. <laughs> yeah, you could figure it out. Or, or um, the, the next phase is not just counting, because as I say, it's not super motivational, but what if, um, so you lift that, you know, you do that press up, whatever, and your, your character, like your Mario-like character in the side scroller jumps, right? So the, the pit's coming up and you've got to do a press up real quick, dodge the pit, or you've got to keep that flappy bird between those uh, pipes and things. So, you know, that's what determines the intensity of the cardio you're doing. You've got to run faster. This seems like a surefire way to get a um, a sprain injury. Yes. Just because you're having to do sort of rapid bursts of activity <laughs> and then nothing. All kinds of injuries. And just completely irregular. So it's like jump. Oh, oh, but it's a press up. Oh, lots of press ups. Lots of press ups. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Fast, nothing. Fast, nothing. Fast, nothing. Fast. Loads of press ups. One press up. Nothing. <laughs> sit up. Sit yeah. up. <laughs> it doesn't Absolutely. sound good. No, I quite agree. Um, and I'm picturing it as a kind of a really, almost like an open source cobbled together. Like, I don't think it would be a good idea for any sort of company to throw their brand and their money behind it because the lawsuits would be terrible. But it's the only way to actually uh, get this this technology in its current state to interact with whatever you're actually doing instead of having to jump through weird hoops so that you can do something that the technology can actually read. Until we finally get... because. With things like uh, the promise of the Kinect was that you could point a camera at yourself and then the device would know everything that you were doing. You wouldn't need to wear the, you know, the bracelet or the helmet or hold the thing or stand on the, you know, it would just know. Yeah. And somehow it didn't quite work out. No. <laughs> <laughs> work out. <laughs> but one day, one day we'll get there. And in the meantime, tape your phone to that javelin. It's the best way. <laughs> Attach it to that fishing rod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And it will tell you, like, how close the fish came. You know, how many near misses you had. All those stats you're not getting just looking at the surface of that water. Are you relaxed when you go fishing? That's terrible. You need more information. You're not going fast enough. (laughs) And in the vein of uh, gamifying your life, you could actually go social with it, which is always great for apps, obviously. Go viral, go social. Um, And this this also becomes sort of Black Mirror-esque in a way. But um, what if... I've seen apps that try to uh, turn your life like into an RPG because they were always very compelling with their reward systems. So I think one of the early ones was called Chore Wars. Um, and it was, I think it was designed sort of for housemates. So you'd create your characters and then you'd assign the chores that you're doing like quests. And then there'd be sort of XP gained for doing those chores and you'd gain like items in the game and so right, on. Right, okay. Yeah, it was an attempt to map that sort of game setup onto real world value. And so there are other apps where you can tell it like, okay, uh, here's all my self-development projects. Like I want to get better, uh, you know, on the mental side, I want to meditate. I want to read more. Um, I want to look at my phone less in the evenings. On the physical side, I'm going to work out four times a week. All this stuff, you tell the app and then you tell it when you do those things or don't do those things. And then like your stats will increase and you'll level up and so on. What we haven't really approached is the social aspect there, because this sort of thing tends to appeal much more sort of to the individual, just kind of I personally am going on the self-development journey. And then the social aspect might be 
um as with lots of fitness apps and things like you know become friends and then you'll see like oh such and such has lost weight or such and such has a streak of logging in seven days in a row or whatever but it won't do things like uh give you uh smile training or uh <laughs> posture training so that you can be more attractive right because we've already got the technology to scan you and and roast you and tell you all of your various failings mm-hmm. now you make the app that trains you to be better yeah. so that people will like you finally oh and you can track your progress with those you know really digging stats it's like ah, oh, you're slightly less ugly today <laughs> like... yeah or like you've been ignoring the app for five days uh you know have you given up on all your god i actually i try <laughs> one thing i did as part of this social isolation business is um i signed up for um a an online course on Shaw academy mm-hmm. two courses i think actually i was dual wielding because they did a special offer where you got four weeks uh, of free stuff so i was like all right i'll give it a go i'll do the first level of these two courses see if it's worth it uh spoiler alert it absolutely is not worth it cannot recommend <laughs> Uh, it's a high monthly cost instead of paying for the individual courses, and the courses are not great. And it has this weird thing where it um, it insists on making you schedule a time as if the course is happening live, except they're all pre-recorded. So what is the point? Exactly. The whole point is it's flexible, right, of these online courses. Exactly. Otherwise, you might go to something live, you know, if you're not in lockdown. Uh, but yeah, they're not webinars where the person is presenting at a certain time. And so you can interact with them through the Q&A because that's the value of the interactivity. Uh, they are pre-recorded. You don't get the interactivity, but they pretend you do by having a chat bot to answer your questions incredibly poorly. <laughs> and they keep encouraging you to talk with your fellow students in the chat. And I'm like, when you say fellow student, you're not talking about someone else who goes to my uni and is sat near me in the lecture, lecture theatre and who I might reasonably know or, you know, spend time with outside of lectures. You're talking about some other randomer at their computer being sold the same terrible experience. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I tried to quit this thing and I was on hold for so long because I had to go through about six options on this phone tree telling them no over and over. And it was just a robot, but they'd programmed it to say, now, remember the goal you set yourself when you first started this course? Do you really want to give oh, up on your dreams? Jesus. Yeah, and it was various iterations of this. So I had to tell them six times, like, yes, I'm certain I've given up on all my dreams. Please cancel and don't charge me. <laughs> Did you have to use that phrase? Yes, I am a failure. <laughs> please (laughs) almost like it came close luckily i was just pressing you know button number six or whatever but yeah they're really trying to guilt you out of cancelling so they can charge you that 50 quid per month or whatever so anyway that's what we need because the duolingo owl he already does that sort of thing you know have you seen the memes where people post the creepy messages he comes up with in the notifications no No. that's a thing creepy duolingo owl um (laughs) have a look because sometimes it will just be that the random words he's suggesting are a little bit weird um and sometimes yeah he like he comes on pretty strong with like hey you've been neglecting your uh you've been neglecting your spanish i can't remember any good ones but yeah, I That's remember I I was learning Italian a while ago, and mm-hmm. um, one of the phrases that was suggested, which he he suggested, was, um, "Who is that man in the bath?" Just really weird. <laughs> Who stuff. is that behind you in the mirror? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very good. Exactly. So we need that sort of energy, that sort of power. Um, but again, for because the thing about Duolingo, here's another thing that I feel like never quite delivered on its promise. I swear, nobody has ever become fluent using Duolingo because it cannot be done. Yeah. 
you can get to the end of Duolingo in any language and still only know the barest basics in a weird and fractured way. Yeah, you might just know like, oh yeah, spider, il ragno, yay. <laughs> exactly, very good. And I'm so disappointed in that because it came, it started off so strong, but that was like, it came out, I don't know, 10 years ago or something? It's old and it hasn't developed beyond its original model. Like the bells and whistles have changed. But the basic thing of we're going to arrange words for you in these weird, unnatural sentences and, you know, you're going to rearrange them or tell us which word means this. Like the exercises have not really developed. Yeah, it feels like they, they have not tackled tenses, which is nope. that like I just could not cope with tenses. Like it's not it's not complex enough to actually give you an understanding of it. Absolutely not. And it doesn't do any grammar. And I mean, I, I speak as a, as a former language student. I hate grammar. I hate learning it. So I get it. But the whole point of your service is making language learning fun. And if you just dodge all of the language learning, <laughs> you're kind of cheating. Yeah. And that's kind of what they've done. So anyway, not good enough. I say we take all that energy people are pouring into not really learning languages with these subpar services. And instead, you teach them... Um, you teach them social stuff. You teach them conflict resolution, persuasion skills, how to quit your job, how to write your own wedding vows, how to deliver a eulogy, you know? <laughs> you never know. That's the notification. You never know when your next funeral might come up, you know? <laughs> Learn to address the dead now. <laughs> we or, notice you haven't practiced <laughs> talking to the dead recently. Yeah, it's been three days. We know you hate your job. Don't forget to practice quitting. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you haven't practiced writing wedding vows for more than two weeks now. Have you given up on finding the one? <laughs> or have you given up on person's name? Because they presumably asked you for their name. Oh, yeah, exactly. They'd know. Exactly. <laughs> Surely you still care about blank. Why not upgrade to our premium service? That's what they're missing. They need a like personalized emotional blackmail to really yes. make you commit to their uh, monetized services. Yes, they're not doing it well enough, frankly. It's not great. I mean, what does what does a Duolingo premium get you? You can like freeze your streak. Oh yeah, it's rubbish. Uh, you get a different <laughs> outfit. Yeah, it's awful. I, I'd like I'd never seen the value in it. So yeah, I think we can do better. I've got all these jewels. I've got nothing to spend them on. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd, I'd sure as heck find some things for you to spend them on. And uh, yeah, I think we can we can really gamify your life in a tremendously unhealthy fashion. Going back. Just quickly, to you're talking about the social aspects. When you first mentioned that, I thought you were going to say everyone's doing this very individualistically, all this exercise and other like language learning and whatever. What if instead of being judged individually, you were judged as a collective with people mm. like in a radius around you? You all have to meet this target, or you, and you get rewards if you do, or you all miss it and you all fail. Um, so I think this would be a good way to. It, it would sort of be a good way to motivate people. It might, it the result might be that everyone comes together and it gets really involved and it's a really collaborative thing. Or it might end up like a PowerPoint presentation at university um, where like one person isn't doing their daily, you know, squats and press ups. <laughs> and you like go around their house and you're like, excuse me, uh, yeah, Eleanor, <laughs> yeah, why aren't you doing your press ups? Like, mm -hmm. we're all pulling our weight. What are you bringing to the table? It would 100% go that way immediately. I don't yeah. think uh, humans are set up for that kind of collaboration. I mean, the prisoner's <laughs> dilemma and stuff, like, demonstrates. We, t we tend to be... Yeah. But that would be... Great. Speaking of, you know, like, vitriol being a good, you know, good app uh, incentivizer engine, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, engine. It's true. That would, you know, that would create some vitriol. You want some conflict in there. You really do. And that drama, then you'd release, like, the, the premium options would be sort of like... Uh, 
ways you can incentivize your friends, but then it's actually like, uh, God, I don't know. What, what could you hook it up to that you could use to punish people who aren't pulling their weight? Would it be would it be a madness to to connect it to smart devices within their home so that you can just you know flicker their lights on and off until they start <laughs> exercising? God damn it! Because you have an assignment for this week, right? So if if anyone is under um is yeah if you're under your target, then you can maybe you just have speakers directly into people's homes and like there we I, go. I'm watching you, Janet. <laughs> yeah, it just enables people to yell at you from a distance. There needs to be shared accountability, so you'd give it. Uh, you'd give it sort of some some permissions at the start or some, I don't know, access to, to some accounts or something. Like maybe people just get to start posting stupid stuff on your social media or... Mm, maybe it's know. not the, the people get to decide it. You give an allot... You have to give uh, sensitive photos. <laughs> it asks you oh, to... Oh, and, uh, and it holds them. Yeah, it asks you to provide sensitive photos, which you wouldn't want to spreading to the outside world it's got it's got a like um recognition bot so it's like yes this is actually inappropriate so it's like great job and it's actually you yeah to just download random stuff exactly and then so once you've done that it holds them in a cache and if Mm. you don't hit target it just releases them to like your facebook profile That's very good. I want the next sort of celebrity iCloud leak to be like semi-voluntary, like people who've, who've said things like, um, I'm going to I'm gonna run 100 miles over the course of uh, the next month. And uh, if I don't, I will donate 100 pounds to charity. You know, people who, who do that sort of thing. And then, you know, at the end of the month, they're like, yeah, I gave up a weekend. So here's 100 pounds. I want that to be, you know, like the next uh, the next big leak of sensitive data would just be because people didn't keep up with their exercise. That was the Hypotheticals podcast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Hypotheticals. That's Hypotheticals without the R. Follow me individually at Rain Tortoise. That's Rain like the weather phenomenon. And Tortoise like the animal. And you can follow me at Mr. Howell. That's M-R-H-O-W-L. If you've enjoyed this, please do leave us a review on iTunes. Because it really helps. And we'll see you next time. 